Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Uh, Mace, the, the Brave season is over. I know you're wearing another Braves hat. Uh, it's it, you're not it's a gonna, new one. It's a new one. It's a World Series I one. see that. You're not going to get a win because you wore the hat. The season is over, and they did win the final game of the season. So when did that arrive in the mail? Uh, last week. Wow. I bet you were, like, dialing for dollars the minute Freddie Freeman squeezed the ball. Ooh, well, where, actually. Where, 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 where can I get my World Series memorabilia? Actually, where, this. Where, where, when can I get it? Well, if you let me finish. Actually, this uh, <laughs> this hat I bought before. Before the series started? Yes. Let me see that. Because it just says World Series. It doesn't say champions on it. Oh. So, basically, because the teams wore caps with world series patches on it it's an opportunity to make money and i'm like oh well you know i i i thought i needed a new braves cap <laughs> of course you did and did you get i get any world series I, champs gear uh maybe a little something yeah. what's a little something i'm afraid to hear what your definition of a little is you know shirt and a shirt and a hat that's all that's it and a uh, bobblehead all right, and, 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 a, and a bobblehead. Okay, anything else we're missing here? Are you sure? No, I'm pacing myself. You get a bumper sticker, maybe a pennant. No, 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 none of those. Commemorative bat. Maybe a new license plate holder. Did you? Maybe, I, I haven't decided Wait a minute, yet. wait a minute. You said a little, and suddenly the, the, uh, the space under the Christmas tree is shrinking. What else did you get? Okay, did you get anything for Amy or Charlotte? Uh, they're not Braves fans. I got stuff from my mom and my brother. Okay. All right, I want you to be honest here. I want you to really think about this answer. When am I not honest? Charlotte needs a new pair of shoes for $20, which is impossible to find. But you only have $20. Or you can get on sale... An authentic Freddie Freeman jersey worn in the World Series for $20. She needs a new pair of shoes or you get the jersey that Freddie Freeman wore in the World Series. So we're saying she doesn't have any shoes. If she doesn't have this pair of shoes, she will not have any shoes. She will not have any shoes. Then you you buy the pair of shoes. And you only have $20 left. Then you buy the pair of shoes. I sure you don't want to think about that answer. You're positive you would well, the, you would treat your child to a pair of shoes over more memorabilia. Well, here's the thing. You said an autographed game worn World Series jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Only one only one of its kind. You'd buy it for twenty dollars and then you would sell it mm-hmm. for a huge markup, mm-hmm. which would allow you to buy many pairs of shoes. Right. So what would you do first? You'd buy the jersey, wouldn't you? And then turn around and sell it right away because that, because I would turn twenty dollars right. into probably six hundred dollars. Right. So Danny, let's, let's let's make sure that we're on the same page here. Until Andrew can turn around the jersey, little Charlotte 
is going shoeless. Well, Time she, now for the oh, lead. You know, shut up. <laughs> the lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's Way best go, barbecue Mace. since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. You know, we're we're heading right crap. into the winter, too. That's just bull crap. Where, 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 where are your shoes, Charlotte? Daddy had to have that Freddie Freeman no, jersey, Dad, but he said he's going to turn it around no, and it, make a big score. Yeah, exactly, and it probably wouldn't take that long to make the big score. I told you I would literally turn around and sell it. Right. I wouldn't keep it. I what don't if think she any- needed shoes that day? That day. The turnaround is two days. So you can you're make telling hun- me You're telling me that she doesn't have a pair of shoes. Doesn't tonight. have a pair of shoes. I mean, that's... And you, you, you can make, make $1,000 and buy her all the shoes she wants... Okay, or I mean, she goes with shoes for out two full days until you can get cash in hand. I think the sensible decision there is to go without shoes for two full days. Just hang around the house. It's going to be a happy Father's Day in the Mason household coming well, up then you in get June. All, yeah, so it's, it's literally the difference between one pair of shoes and, potential, and, and potentially 50 pairs of shoes. Well, I mean, that's... A, there's no, listen, I mean, listen, listen. For, for two days, Far be you can go, you, you can go buy, you can go without shoes for two days, knowing that you've got shoes for years. Okay. It's a sensible decision. She could get frostbite. She might need surgery. I said that we're just going to stay around the house for the next couple of days. That's all. So she's going to be homeschooled. Take while, a couple while, of days while Amy's at the, what, what if they're Amy's at the hospital. What if they're weekend You have to days? be in a Broncos press conference. She's going to be sitting home and alone with a stick of dynamite and some bubble gum. I'm sure she until she gets her shoes. I'm sure she'd be just Book very. A match. I'm sure she'd probably just watch her iPad or something like that and be very happy. Charlotte, I promise, Daddy's going to get that money. Some guy said he's going to deliver it to the house with a brown paper bag. Oh, my and God. And just, just make sure you... you ever, I know I told you, you ever never hear, to answer ever, the door if a stranger's there. You ever there. hear of things if it, like... If it's okay. in a brown paper bag, just take it and walk away. You ever hear of things like Venmo and eBay? Not eBay, Actually, but uh, PayPal? Do I, these things not exist in your world? Never heard of them. <laughs> Bull crap. You know what I have heard of? Being able to deposit checks into your bank account on your phone. You want to get into that? I've been getting into that. Thank God. Yeah. Okay, let's talk Broncos. Javante Williams Jeez. has been named the NFL's Rookie of the Week. With that, NFL's Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com, ranked the top 25 rookies. Javante Williams is number six. Pat Sertan is number 12. Really? You're going to put Javante over Pat Sertan, huh? Double him up, six and 12. Would you do that? No. Me either. I mean... If you're talking about fantasy football value, perhaps, I mean, because I'm kind of looking at this list here, and all of these other guys have, like, most of these other guys, I should say, have stats. Micah Parsons is number one. He has stats. Jamar Chase, arguably the best rookie receiver season since Randy Moss. Well, hold on. If it's if it's every, fa- every, if it's fantasy, Jamar Chase is number one, and everybody else every, starts at three. Like, everybody, like, in the top... Right? In, yeah, in the top... In the top 11 guys, the only two that don't have stats are Rashawn Slater, yeah. who's basically given stability to a position But it's, that but didn't it's not based it. on fantasy, clearly. And, yeah. But it's not. We can say it is, but it's not. A, because Jamar Chase would be number one by far. He has it who he thinks the best rookies are. So but Micah Parsons has the stat. He has sack stats, tackle stats. He has. There are numbers. There are easily quantifiable things with Micah Parsons. Okay, do it all over again. 
Knowing now, let's say we knew it back then, who do you take at number nine if you are George Payton? I'll give you some options. We can go with Justin Fields. We can go with Mac Jones. We can go with Micah Parsons, guys who would have been available. Or you can go Pat Sertan, redraft halfway through the season. What are you doing? They're probably still taking a Sertan. I wouldn't. But the guy that you, if you, if you're going by production and 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 leverage of the position, the guy that you'd probably think about is Mac Jones. Maybe I might go with Micah Parsons. And listen, you and I both hammered this guy, and rightfully so. I can tell you personally, I heard stories about things he did at Penn State that you literally cannot repeat on air. And all it takes is one foul up for everything on the field I agree. to go askew. It's all going well, but if he ends up going astray again, it's, it all goes to waste. The risk is still there. I, I still wouldn't take it. At the end of the day, you can go back, if you want to, to the 2011 draft with Von Miller. And let's say you redrafted there. You got, you got a lot of good choices. You can't go wrong. Really, with a lot of those picks. Cam Newton, obviously, was an MVP. We know what Von Miller has done. Uh, You have Patrick Peterson, I believe, in that draft. J.J. Watt is in that draft. Three-time defensive player of the year. So my point is, all four of those guys could all be, talking about Mac Jones, Micah Parsons, Pat Sertan, Justin Fields, all of those guys could be multiple pro bowlers. So I'm not suggesting that Pat Sertan isn't as good as these guys. They could all be great. Listen, you can make the case, Patrick Peterson might be the most impactful guy of that class. I wouldn't argue it, but you can say he's one of the best cornerbacks of his era. Point is, who would you take at number nine if you could redraft over again? Would it be Mac Jones? Probably. Yeah. It's the leverage of the position. Yeah. It's with Mac. Why over? Why over Justin Fields, a guy that you were high on? I'm not trying to. Well, well, you know when I try and needle well, reason, you, I'm not trying well, to needle I'm, you. We're basing this on production at this point, right? Yep. Mac Jones has been more productive. Well, no, I'm going to base yeah. it. On, I'm going to base it on production today, because you don't know if Micah Parsons is going to implode. Yeah. Production today, what we know today, and what you want to project out three years. I would still like now that be, now if we're thinking in those in those terms, I would still probably go. I, I would go Fields over Mac Jones, but I would say this on Mac Jones: it's very close. It's like it's close to coin flip close right now. Mac Jones, you've got a better idea of what he is. Justin Fields, while the Seven game numbers aren't great. You are you are seeing a clear upward trajectory from him now. Like it's you can see the game slowing down for him, and it's just a question of whether it happens in time enough to save Matt Nagy's job, or is it somebody else who comes in and finishes the project of Justin Fields a year from a year or two from now? Okay, real quick because we got to hit a break. Why don't you look this up? Okay. Broncos past drafts. Broncos past drafts. All you have to do is look up Broncos draft history. On I know. Google. I know how to look things up. Just look up, up Broncos mm-hmm. draft history on Google. First, second round picks. Broncos history. How many Pro Bowls project out? Do you think that Sertan will make? I'm saying that he's worthy of making. It's a popularity contest. Right. He's worthy of making. I'd say he ends up making. Three or four, at least. Okay. Javante Williams. Uh, yeah. One or two. Okay. I, I don't know. Again, That's where I would go to. Because, yeah. Right. I, I, good, right. but 
I don't put it this way. I don't see Derrick Henry in Javante right. Williams. Is that fair? Like he's good, but Derrick Henry is a Hall of Fame trajectory guy. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm way gonna, too early to say that. I'm going to go that with you. I'm going to go yeah. that route with you as well. I totally agree. So you have Sertan at four, and let's say Javante Williams is at two. Yeah. Give me a better one-two punch in Broncos draft history. First and second round. That's the thing at the top of the draft. First and second round. Yes, we can go down the list and we can find Carl Mecklenburg. How about him? Let's go 12th round. They don't have 12 rounds. I'm saying first and second round. Rod Smith wasn't drafted. Chris Harris wasn't drafted. I'm saying first and second round. Well, Al Wilson had five on his own. Monte Rager had none, in the, and Lenny Friedman had none in the second round. So, well, that, well, well, Trevor Price had four that no one else had any. Okay, uh, from I'd rather I'd rather have two. I'd rather yeah. have a guy with four Pro Bowls and a guy with two than a guy with five because it's two for the price of one. I mean, now granted, if we're talking about just combining, but one has more, but it can all come from one. Steve Atwater has eight Pro Bowls. Yep. Now, no, the set, nothing came from the second round. I, we're we're, we're right. talking about volume of quality at the starting position. If you make a Pro Bowl, that's quality. You got quality there. Yes, you can look at John Elway, number one, although he wasn't obviously originally a draft pick. I'm, I'm, I can tell you I am back at 1974. There now, we go. And I have not seen a draft where the first – where – the first two guys taken were both Pro Bowlers. Now, we've seen the first two guys be good picks. Like, think, for example, in 2008 where Ryan Clady yep. was good. Excellent. And Eddie Royal was good. But Eddie, Eddie Royal never went to a Pro Bowl. Eddie Royal is not. Does, okay. Eddie Royal did not have the same trajectory as Javante Williams. I does. mean, really, actually, first, second round. Yep. The only time it happened. Yep. And there was a first round pick in between these two. Yep. 2010, Demarius yeah. Thomas with yeah. four and Zane Beatles with one. Yeah. 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 I, 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 Zane Beatles was good. I don't know how he got on. Maybe a bunch of guys were sick. He was good. Yes. A bunch of guys must have been injured. Zane Beatles was not a unanimous guy no. to go to the... Javante Williams is the real deal, I think. I think we can agree Pat Sertan is. This could go oh, down... And Chubb and Sutton have both been the Pro Bowls, and they were in 2018. Very but good. But they've been to one each. But you know what? They haven't been in the league that long. Right. And both have been injured. Sertan might go this year. Yeah. Okay. Coming up after the break, how about those Nuggets last night? Shorthanded. Remind me of a game where they played eight guys in Portland and won. Is this as impressive what they did last night? They were missing a max player, a max player, and another max player. How do you like that? How impressive was this win? What did we learn in general about the Nuggets? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. 
If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are looking to do your estate plan, a will, a living will, the guy I would go to, the guy I did go to, is Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. He was patient. He asked the right questions. He was patient answering all of my questions. And halfway through the process, I'm thinking, I cannot get this done fast enough, simply for the fact that you can't count on tomorrow. God forbid something happens. And uh, you, you find yourself on life support, and you never signed a document that said, well, um, I'm okay living as a vegetable for the rest of my life. That's what a living will is. If you don't have any quality of life, it says they can pull the plug on you. I, I, I want to have a quality of life. But if you don't have that document signed, you could be left on that for a very, very long time. Not to mention when it comes to your estate plan or your will, you don't want the courts deciding what you want. You should decide what you want. Go with Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. <laughs> The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Okay, Nuggets beat the Pacers last night. No Jokic. We knew no Murray. We knew no MPJ. How impressive was that win? Extremely impressive. Against a 4-7 and seven team coming in with three days rest. Three days rest, and yes, it's at home, but it was impressive. It was impressive, definitely impressive. I mean, basic. I'm not sure that there are many teams that that maybe like the Orlando Magic or somebody like that. You'd say it it wasn't impressive against almost anybody in the league. It was going to it was going to be impressive just because of the the sheer volume of what you were missing and how you were you were asking more of certain players. I mean, for example, Bones Highland. Really delivered last night. He's been delivering yeah. since he has gotten more but playing time. As, yeah, they're going to keep asking more of him if he do, if he does stuff like if he has nights like that. Will Barton and Will and then Will Barton was the story of the night. Mm-hmm. But he's been he's off to a very good start this year. Are you buy Are you buying in Will Barton yet? Nope. Okay. Nope. You're not buying in. You're nope. you're skeptical. I'm not skeptical. I know he can score thirty points. I know I th- he's a selfish player. That's what I'm saying. He's not a guy I would want on my team. No. Because when you have Jamal Murray back, and then you have MPJ eventually back, and you have Jokic back, Barton's going to say, "Where's mine?" That's just who he is. That's just who he I mean, is. He's doing. I mean, he's seventeen and a half a game now. Oh yeah, because he's shooting. He's shooting over because Michael Porter Jr. has forty three percent from three. Listen, yeah. listen, he's having a great season statistically. I'm not going to argue with you. He's bailing him out. Is what he's doing? I, I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. But on a team where he is the fourth option, I don't want that guy on my team. Michael Porter Jr. has been struggling. Michael Porter Jr. now is injured. Will Barton is a good, very good option to have. What I'm saying is he always wants his shot. But I will give him credit for this. He has been playing terrific defense. He is finally healthy. But when everybody is back healthy, and hopefully that will happen, Let's see. Let's see what happens with Will Barton. Right now, I like him. I like him because there is such a huge void with no Murray and MPJ either not playing or not playing well. So in this case, I don't mind Barton on my team. I I don't like him on my team where he knows he is the fourth option, and quite frankly, he should be coming off the bench. But that's not where I want to go with this. Well, you said defense. Defense. He's been playing much better. And I, but I think as a whole, that's the 
that's the underlying story of things for the Nuggets is how much better they're playing defense than they did last year. Right. I want to quote the big stiff, Doug Moe, because yeah. he had a great comment. He said that a team is especially dangerous in the first game after losing a star. Why? Everyone plays with more purpose and less selfishness. No Jokic, no problem. No Von Miller, no problem. No Nathan McKinnon, we'll see. First game out of the box now. But they haven't scouted you without that star around. Now, I got you. Th- there's a difference with Vaughn, I'll say that, because they played an entire season without Vaughn last year. So there was plenty. That, there, there was no element of surprise without Vaughn Miller the last couple of games for the Broncos. But element of surprise without Jokic, absolutely. Element of surprise without McKinnon. Again, it'll probably it'll last you for a game, but then everybody catches up to the to the absence of that talent. Now with Jokic, it's not going to happen because he's going to be back. The the problem mm-hmm. with the Nuggets, and it's not a problem necessarily. You can make the case it's a good problem to have. When you feel you are a contending team, it's hard to develop talent because you really don't want to develop guys when you feel that you can contend. Right. Well, you can make the case that Jokic's injury was a good thing. Not injury, his suspension was a good thing. And maybe Michael Porter's injury is a good thing. I know everyone is on the Bones Highland train. Mm-hmm. And he is a fan favorite. And oh, by the way, after the game, he said, I know I'm a fan favorite. <laughs> How do you like that confidence, right? But you can make the case that he's not the best newcomer on this team. Know who it is? Tell me. I'm going to ask you this question. You know the stat per in basketball. It's yeah. the same as war. You know, right. wins over replacement or whatever it's called. Player efficiency rating. Player efficiency rating. Who leads the Nuggets in PER? It's an obvious answer. It's Jokic. Who leads the league in PER? Is it not Jokic? It's Jokic. Yes, with that, I understand in baseball, in order to qualify for the league lead in batting, you have to have a certain number of at-bats. This, I know. Is, this is like the basketball version of the Caden Stearns discussion right? with the Broncos. Right. This guy, because I know who you're about to talk about, mm-hmm. he just hasn't played enough minutes. Correct. So like in baseball, <laughs> you have to have a certain number of so at-bats. Yeah. You have to have a certain number of at-bats to qualify for the hitting title. Zeke Naji, who scored 19 points last night, his per is better than Jokic's. You know why? These numbers are stunning. He's played 32 minutes and scored 29 points. <laughs> Get this guy on the floor more. Get this guy on the floor more, Michael. I know you don't want to develop players as much as you would like, or you don't feel you can because you're you a contender. F- you feel you are a contender, and I understand that. But Michael Porter Jr. is not in the lineup, and he's not playing well. Don't just play him because he's a max contract guy. I understand that you need to develop him, too, because he is young. He played 11 minutes in the three games before last night. Zeke Naji. I'm just saying, I mean. And he has scored almost every minute on the court. He has scored on almost every minute on the court. I mean, some of it's, it's, we're talking mostly garbage time, but yes. And at the end of the day, he doesn't play the same position as Michael Porter Jr., 
Zeke Nagy's a power forward. Right. Michael Porter Jr. is a small forward. For as much as I like me, even though Porter's two inches taller, it's, well, it's well, a mis, it's a misnomer. But look, but Zeke, well, Nagy, well, but Zeke Nagy has some. It's two forty. He's got some muscle. He's built like an NBA right. player. He's yeah. He's, he's built like an he's NBA got the player. Body to play he's, the game. Bu- he's built like a power forward, where Michael Porter Jr. is not. The point is, as much as I like Jeff Green, and as much as I like Jermichael Green, the Jay Green team. Get Zeke Nagy out there more. Get Bones Highland out there more. Well, if you want to, you want to talk about PR, Jamichael Green's PR is 10.09. Jeff Green's PR is 7.72. What's Zeke? Zeke is 36.43. I mean, look. So that, he doubles. That's an outlier. So he doubles them combined. Yeah. I mean that's that's it's an outlier. Yes. Listen, one it's reason good. Zeke Naji isn't getting a lot, it wasn't getting a lot of playing time isn't getting a lot of playing time is because he was simply awful in the summer league. That's what he was. He'd be the first one to tell you that. But you know what? Since the season has started, the light has gone on, and when he's been on the court, he has certainly been more than productive. And you can say the same thing for Bones Highland. I'm not going to question Michael Malone and the way he coaches, but everybody from the stands, including the Jokic brothers, can see that Bones and Naji, when they've been on the floor, they have made an impact. Well, it's funny because three of your five, it also, again, small sample size theater, three, at least with two of these guys, three of your highest five PERs are Naji and Bobo and Bones Highland. And of those, Bones is the only one who's averaging more than 10 minutes a game. He's playing 15.9. I think what Bo- I think Bones' number is legit. Bones wants out. Yeah. Oh my God! I don't think he could be any more vocal about it. I'm looking forward to my development. Essentially, with another team is what he essentially said. Well, they won't let him off the bench here. Can you blame him? No, I really I can't. Yeah. Because you have three young, not basket, great basketball players, not potentially great basketball mm-hmm. players. You have three talented. Players. Right. But we don't know what they are as NBA players. We have seen a little bit of Bones and we see that he belongs. We've seen a little bit of Zeke Naji. We've seen that he belongs. And I think, and the thing is, it's just, it's where the Nuggets are at this point. I mean, if they were playing in Houston right now, give them all the playing time they need. Well, here's the thing. Here's because the, the Nuggets aren't focused on development right now. They're focused on winning. Right. That's that's where they are as a franchise. Are they going to be better off winning with Faku Campazzo or Bones Highland? Well, that, that one is obvious. Well, well, who who was getting the majority of the minutes at the beginning of the season? Faku Campazzo. Well, now Bones is getting the majority of the minutes. As well he should. As well he should. Because honestly, the, the, the chorus was coming down from the rafters at Ball Arena. Get this guy in the game. And it's paid off so far. And you know what? With Michael Porter Jr. still out, just give a few more minutes to Zeke to see what he can do over Jeff Green and Jermichael Green. Right? Just a couple. I mean, Jeff. All I'm, a- all I'm asking for is some, some crumbs off your plate. I'm not asking for a slice of bread. Just give me a couple of crumbs. I'll be satisfied. And then let's see what happens. I mean, what's the thing that you can say? Like, with Jeff Green in particular, what's the end game here? He's 35 years old. Right. What he, are you doing? It's, he, what, what are you doing? Jeff Green is not the final piece. And either is the other Green. To Michael Green. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. Green book. Well, when you look him up in the box score, you know what it says? Jay Green, Jay Green. Yes. How do you tell the difference? You don't. You have to click it on to see <laughs> who did what. Coming up after the break. Boy, do we have a football game tonight. 
Thursday night football. And it, the Broncos have a lot of interest in it, and it has nothing to do with the NFL. We'll explain next. With Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, They've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Thursday night football, NFL, sounds good, but the game to watch is in college football. Why should we watch North Carolina against Pittsburgh? Well, George Payton is going to be watching North Carolina against Pittsburgh. But let's not get all excited about George Payton scouting quarterbacks. He's going to scout all the quarterbacks. So let's not let's not turn this into where in the world is Carmen San Diego. No, but at the same time, it's interesting that uh, the few games that he's been to this year, most of them have involved quarterbacks, and in the last week, multiple quarterbacks in each game he's seen. George Payton is as hands on of a GM as you will find. I'm sure he trusts his scouts, but he wants to see this firsthand. He will go see every quarterback probably multiple times. So we're going to have a lot of these conversations, Mm -hmm. but let's not get our panties in a bunch every time he goes to see a quarterback. This is what he likes to do. This is something that he needs to do and that he likes to do as much as you like to evaluate the draft. Seriously. So, well, he's going to he's going to scout Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett. I'm not surprised one bit he's at the game. But let's talk about Howell, and let's talk about Pickett. Two guys who you could make the case could be first-round draft picks in a draft that you can make the case that does not truly have a franchise quarterback. Which means you're talking about quarterbacks going in that kind of 10 that pick 10 to pick 23 range, so this, which is probably where the Broncos are going to end up. So I will be the first to say, I've said it on the air before, and mm-hmm. I will repeat it again. This is your Christmas, and I am not going to open right. any of your gifts. You live for this stuff. However, I will say, because you know me, I remember conversations that we had the first day we ever did a show together. Yeah. You told me, Sam Howell, number one pick in the draft. And he's fallen this year. Oh, he is. He has fallen like Matt Barkley did. He, he, no, he has not fallen like Matt Barkley did. Well, he's falling fast. He, st- he fell in September, and the fall has stopped. In fact, if you start looking at mock drafts, for example, there's... One, I believe there, there, there are two that I read today said Sam Howell to the Broncos at number 15. Another said Kenny Pickett to the Broncos right. at the same spot. The thing with Sam Howell is he got off to, he had a bad game against Virginia Tech to start the season. And you have to look at that game in the context of it was his first game with three new receivers, and two new running backs. Right. 
one of the running backs he lost was Javante Williams, of course. Now he lost a ton of talent. Lost a ton of talent, and the timing wasn't there. What you have seen from Sam Howell since then is you've seen the timing come come back. He only in his last uh, eight games he's got nineteen touchdown passes or eighteen t- or nineteen touchdowns passes, okay. four picks, and eight touchdown runs. He is ret- and his accuracy has come back. He's now. Back at sixty three percent completion percentage. Basically, he's back at the form where he was last year. And oh, by the way, played his best game of the season last week when North Carolina beat undefeated Wake Forest. We're we're gonna, we're going to play to our strengths here. Yeah, your strength is you evaluate these quarterbacks and you evaluate them much better than I ever mm-hmm. could. My strength is I can tell you who the Broncos like more. That's my strength. Yeah. So. Give me your top two quarterbacks, and then I will tell you who the Broncos' top two quarterbacks on their, for lack of a better phrase, board are right now. Very early in the evaluation process for the Broncos. Because you've seen their board. No, because I know who has. It's not a board. It's not an actual (laughs) board. They don't have a board. Why don't you tell me first? Who do they like first? I'm guessing they like the same guy you like as number one, but I doubt they like the same guy number two you like. So who do you like at number one? Sam Howell. Oh, no, that's not that. <laughs> See, there you go. They don't. Now, they might feel... Well, why, 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 I asked you, why don't you just tell, why don't you just tell me? Because you have this information. Who they like the most is the guy that most people like the most, and that is the kid out of Ole Miss, Matt Corral. Yeah. Right now, they, right now, he's the leader in the clubhouse, but my goodness, things can change. I'm saying as we sit here on November 11th, and lots of things can change. Yes. Number two on their list, I would, I would not draft. Who's that? Kenny Pickett. Why wouldn't you draft Kenny Pickett? Why? Besides the fact that there are two things in play for Kenny Pickett. There's Num- one thing in no, play. Well, number, two no, just, just one. No, there's two. No, because one, one is, of yours is mine, one is and it's small, the only thing. One is small hands. That's the, only, that's the only measurement. He is at eight and a quarter inches for hands. Now, let's put and that, that d- into perspective. Okay, people thought, like, Drew Locke is considered to have small hands for a quarterback, right? At, like, nine inches. They're nine inches. Right. It's a baseline. For There are a lot of teams. So that all will, you're going to hear about this right. kid yeah. is his hand size, his hand size, his hand size. There are a lot of teams who will cross Kenny Pickett off of their list. Correct. Because he does not meet the hand size baseline. And the other, the other concern I have for Kenny Pickett is, great this year. He got the extra year, the super senior year. Yeah. Pretty pedestrian the previous four years. He's had a breakout year. Yes. Good for him. Right. But why so did, did Joe Burrow? Yeah. Joe why Burrow did it come, why didn't it come together? Like Matt Corral had a good year last year, not a great year. Now, Matt Corral came into this year. He needed to solve one riddle. His problem last year was that he had, he had multiple games where he had clusters of interceptions. One bad play became two, became three otherwise known as Jameis Winston disease. So could he overcome that? Could he get that mentality to where when he made a mistake, it didn't mushroom into three, into two or three? Well, to his credit, he has. And that's, one, and that's a reason why he's moved up into the first round. Let's put hand size into perspective. All right? Joe Burrow, there were questions about his hand size at nine inches. Right. Questions at nine inches because nine inches is the generally accepted baseline minimum for a quarterback. Because you're afraid, because you are afraid of fumbles. You're afraid of ball loss. And listen, and Drew Locke's had a problem with fumbles at nine inch hands. Guys, at the at the risk of sounding phallic on this show, we're not going. Yes, 
three a three quarters of an inch in this measurable actually does matter. And it matters significantly. Let me give you some historical hand sizes. All right? Okay. Kyler Murray, I'm taller than him. And I'm 5'11". Yeah. His hand size, nine and a half. Right. Not a problem. Right. Michael Vick, eight and a half. Now, as a running quarterback, you knew he'd probably get injured. He doesn't run like a Lamar Jackson. I mean, Michael Vick ran to contact, and he was a great thrower. But when it comes to a guy who had some level of success, a pretty good level of success at the NFL level, um, Michael Vick probably has the smallest hands. You know who's criticized for having small hands as well? Dave Craig back in the day. That's where this whole thing started. Teddy Bridgewater. His hands are only a nine. And what does he have problems doing at times? Fumbles. So you have a guy losing three quarters of an inch when it's wet outside, when when you have guys pounding on you. That I am not a measurables guy. I'm really not. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go out of my way to draft a guy Doug Flutie's height. But Sorry. this is all, but well, at the same time, Doug Flutie today, measuring 5'10 coming into the league, Doug Flutie would go high in the draft today because we are in the post Russell Wilson, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Murray era. And Doug Flutie had a lot of arm talent. Truth be told, if Doug Flutie came out today, He'd probably go top of the draft. Do you think it is possible? He was about 35 years before his time was Flutie. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use one of your favorite shows as our example here. Do you think that if Kenny Pickett could be like Kramer and use lifts in his shoes, do you think Kenny Pickett could wear larger gloves and it won't make a difference? Well, Brandon Allen, remember him? Mm-hmm. He had sub nine-inch hands as well. And he talked at the Combine and Senior Bowl that year about he was try- how he was trying to go through these exercises and massage techniques to try to lengthen his hands. I mean, do you remember, uh, I think it was um, on the Brady Bunch, which was it uh, Bobby Gregg or Peter who was hanging from from the chin-up bar trying to Probably Bobby. Yeah, probably Bobby. Probably Bobby. Trying to get extra height, right? I think it was Alice. Oh, gosh. She was waiting for Sam the Butcher to roger her. You're saying that Sam the Butcher made Oh, behave. Was he uh, delivering some meat with Sam the Butcher? What do we have coming up on Mountain High Plains? Way to kill a segment, Mason. That was a good one, Mason. That was pretty funny. (laughs) There are four undefeated FBS college football teams. And uh, this week's college football playoff rankings only feature... One of those teams in the top four. We'll talk about the college football playoff on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us at You can reach us. 
Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, new college football playoff rankings as of this week. And there are four undefeated FBS teams, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and University of Texas at San Antonio. Only one undefeated team in the college football playoffs if they started today. So in that top four of those rankings, Georgia is number one, Alabama number two, Oregon number three, and Ohio State number four. I think much like people expected things to shake out there. And then Cincinnati creeping up at number five, Oklahoma back at number eight, UTSA a little ways back at number 23. United States Uh, Tennis Association? University of Texas at San Antonio. So it's UTSA. U.S. It's easy to get them con- to get those yeah. letters confused. UTSA. Yeah, I think it was Jennifer Capriati after. Yeah, this. UTSA, 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 the Roadrunners. Okay. All right, we're getting sidetracked. And right. then in the AP poll, Georgia is number one, Cincinnati number two, Bama number three, Oklahoma number four. So all three of those higher level undefeated teams in the top four of the AP poll, and then UTSA back at number fifteen. Who's getting more disrespect from the college football playoff committee, Oklahoma or Cincinnati? Right now it's Cincinnati because they beat Notre Dame on the road. Yeah, they have they have a better sig- single win than Oklahoma does. Now, the thing is, of course— Oklahoma has, has a tough schedule moving forward they, a couple they, of games. They have a tough—exactly. Yeah. They have Baylor coming up on Saturday. They're 13th. They've got Oklahoma. What is Oklahoma State number 10 right now, I believe? So— Oklahoma, so they have two top 15 games coming up. Cincinnati just doesn't have the avenue to add more to its resume at this point. That being said, if you're talking about the best, I mean, winning at Notre Dame is one of the best wins that anybody has. It's not as good as Oregon winning at Ohio State, but it's a very good win that most of these teams in this cluster do not possess. The college football playoff ranking sucks in guys like me and you we talk about it and we give them publicity this is what it's for when the truth is it's kind of like going to college or going to high school and you're saying this person has a b average and you're only halfway through the semester with four more exams to go and saying no you're only a b student that's what you are there is still more season to go. There's still more school to go. But we are being forced to evaluate a team based on this ranking before other exams are taken. Again, for as good as Cincinnati's win was on the road, would I rather have the Cincinnati win at Notre Dame at no, uh, at Notre Dame, or would I have, uh, rather have wins over Baylor and Oklahoma State? We will see how all of this plays out. So this is nothing more what we are looking at is a snapshot in time at this moment. 
but everybody knows in college football things could change with wins and losses. Who honestly, besides our friend Justin Adams, thought that Michigan State was going to lose to Purdue? Not many people thought that. So what we are talking about is today, but understanding things could change and shift dramatically. What we are seeing today is not even close to necessarily what this is going to end up being. But what it does is it sucks in guys like me and you to talk about it and debate something when we don't have all the data. The other thing is there are a couple of other, thing, there are other things in play. We mentioned Oklahoma down at number eight. Georgia and Alabama are 1-2 right now. They're probably going to play in the SEC championship. There we go. But if Alabama beats Georgia and they both have one loss at that moment, does that mean that both of them stay in the top four? The other thing is right behind. Depends on how the game looks. Right. Right behind Cincinnati. Alabama gets blown out, they're out. Right. Right behind Cincinnati is, well, that's the thing. It would help Cincinnati for Alabama to lose because then they have two losses. Right behind Cincinnati is Michigan. Michigan is 8-1. and one, And right above Cincinnati is Ohio State. They're 8-1. and one. So Ohio State beats Michigan. Ohio State keeps that spot unless they lose somebody else. If Michigan beats Ohio State, you know what happens? Michigan jumps Cincinnati. Right. So Cincinnati really, really doesn't have any control over what happens here. That's what usually happens when you don't play in a Right, power conference. They've so already they they beat Indiana in Indiana. They beat Notre Dame. They've already done all they can do. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Can't do that at the big box store. Not to mention. Their sales staff has been there for so many years. When you make a purchase like that, you want to ask questions. You want to have people who can answer those questions, get you what you need, upfit a kitchen, get you something to fit your budget. Customer service is a big deal when you're making a big purchase like an appliance. That's why you should go with Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, ESPN put together an article titled 2021 NFL Midseason Report, What We've Learned, Questions, and Record Projections for All 32 NFL Teams. Our friend Jeff Legwald covers the Broncos, wrote about the Broncos. What is he predicting? That's next. That's next. 